On today's show, JaVale McGee gets stretched and waved. What does that mean for the Mavs? Markeith Morris coming back and why the Mavericks will be better this season and make the playoffs. Talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, how did you react to the news about JaVale McGee and Markeith Morris? It may be the last time I'll be able to... I'll be able to use that drop. <laughs> we'll use it a couple times today. Uh, let us know in the comment section. If you want to support the show, text us. Get text alerts from us like today when the Mavs stretching away JaVale McGee. I texted everybody as soon as we saw it happen, gave them my quick thoughts on it. Also did the same when Markeith Morris was rumored to come back to the Mavericks. So... If you want to get that straight to your phone, subscribe to our subtext, click the link in the description, or text the number. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The Rapid Rumor Reject, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? You know, it's always a you know a moment whenever you get that Twitter notification. or Dal- Sources say Dallas Mavericks. Like, oh! <clears throat> X notification. <laughs> um I got a Woj thread notification the other day. I don't even have... No, come on. I don't even have thread notifications on. But, um, you know, when it it pops up, yeah, like sources, Mavericks are, Dallas Mavericks are, it's like, oh, hold my breath. And, you know, like you said, you know, at the opening about JaVale, we'll talk about JaVale and Markeith Morris thing. It's so... What I mean, what a year, you know, for for the JaVale thing. I was higher, obviously, on the JaVale thing. I thought it, it was never a... Um, it was never a, Hey, Javel's going to come in here and play 30 minutes a night or all of that. It was, Hey, they need a bigger body than Dwight. It's a cheaper deal. Can he, you know, can he give them 10 to 15 minutes and be that bigger body, catch a lob, you know, guard some of the other bigger, you know, guys down there that Dwight can't. And I, I was like, you know, in a vet one titles, it's like, all right. Like, I mean, you know, I was, I was kind of in on it and I don't know how, what the turning point was, but, it didn't take long for me to just say, yeah, I'll eat my crow. This is done. It was several games into the season because J- Jason Kidd sat him eight games into the season. He had he had said that he was going to start at Summer League. He starts the season, starts about eight games, and then in the middle of those eight games, we're like, all right, it's been too long. Why, why is he dragging his feet? And then he did sit him, and we were kind of surprised that he was that quick on it. Uh, we thought he would just hold on to that for, for so long, but – yeah, so we'll talk about that news. We'll talk about Markeith Morris, and then we'll get into the opposite of what we did yesterday. Yesterday, we did all the reasons why the Mavericks will miss the playoffs or what their biggest weakness is. Today, we're going to do why the Mavericks are better, what their strengths are, why we think they'll be uh, a playoff team this year. We'll do that today. But let's start here. So JaVale McGee, according to Mark Stein and then Sham Sharania, reportedly the Mavericks will wave and stretch JaVale McGee unless a trade particulates. And so we'll see if that happens. If a big trade happens, then the Mavericks need to put his contract in there. Then they may not do that. And then they'll open up a roster spot that way or, or whatever. But 
I don't think it's going to happen. They've tried to put his, his him in trades. It's one of the reasons why the DeAndre Ayton trade didn't work out. Like they tried a couple ways and just hasn't worked. So how the stretch the, t- per- the Tim Hardaway Javel pairing is just not generating a lot right now. <laughs> that is a it's something that's still on the shelf that they can't they put in clearance. They've put in they've put in the back. They've put in the yeah. front tables. They've tried everywhere in the store and they just can't they just can't seem to move off of them. The stretch away provision works. It doubles the amount of the contract plus one year. So he had two years left on his deal this year, and then next year was going to be a player option. He was going to pick that up. And then it so it stretches two years plus one, so it's five years. That means the Mavericks are going to pay $2.3 million each of the next five years. That'll be dead money on the cap. And so JaVale McGee is going to still be on the cap when Luka is 29 years old. <laughs> For $2 million. For $2.3 million. So, uh, overall, uh, this move didn't surprise me. It was one of their options when we thought that they were going to get rid of JaVale. We knew they were going to get rid of JaVale. He was not in their plans. That's something we heard several times this offseason from different sources. And so, for them to just stretch and wave him, like 2.3 on the books isn't that much, especially when the the cap is going up. It's already 100 and, what's 134 this year. Like, that's... It's so small, so small percentage. I know there are margins. I saw some people like Kirk and others talking about, well, every championship team needs the margins on their cap. This is a, this is an era in the NBA where you can create those margins if you need them in, in whatever way you can. Plus, you'll get the vet minimums where the vet minimums don't cost you anything, like almost literally because the players, like the league pays for, for the vet minimums basically. So you, you've got that. And $2.3 million, if you need – some extra space. What I think they, one of the reasons why I think they did this though, was to get extra apron room for next year, right? Like that, that second apron we've talked about a lot where it's that second tax level. You get some extra room from that. It goes, you know, JaVale's contract goes from what? Like 6 million to 2.3 next season. And that's $4 million under that apron that you can, you know, have some more room on. So I think that's one of the reasons why they do it. Yeah. A little breathing room with that next year in the cap. Uh, I was really wanting just for the sake of Kirk Henderson for them to stretch and wave JaVale and then bring back Theo. And uh, we almost got that yeah. almost. <laughs> it would have been incredible. Uh, but no, no I, I would say I wasn't like, I wasn't like totally shocked, but it, it was a little surprising because of the follow-up move to it. Yeah. And it's like, I've kind of just been operating of, Hey, Yes, he's not in their plans. Yes, this has been a possibility about the stretch and wave. But if they if they can't just trade him somewhere or they can't include him in a deal, then if they do stretch and wave, then it's for a pretty good reason. You are, you know, you're doing a you're trading out one player and you're getting two players back or you're trading out two and getting three players back and you, you got to create a roster, roster spot. spot. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, there's a young guy that comes out on the market and they're like, you know what? We really want to, we kind of really liked him a few years ago. Like, let's say Garuba. We got a couple, yeah. you know, texts about it today on our subtext. And it's like, let's say the Mavericks really did like Usman Garuba. And it's like, you know what? We really liked a few years ago. It's kind of worth doing this right now. Let's just go ahead and stretch wave, get the, get the roster spot, get Garuba in here. But for them to do that for Markeith Morris, I was a little like, what? It is a, it is weird. It, it's why I led with the the apron room instead of creating the roster spot. <laughs> That's the reason why they did this. Yeah. I'll also say that Markeith Morris's deal is non guaranteed. So some people say, well, why don't you just leave the roster spot open if you're just going to do that? It's essentially open. If they need to create it, if they find somebody, then they can remove Markeith Morris on that non guaranteed deal, and it'll be fine. 
The other thing I, I need to say about the Usman Garuba thing, I saw so many tweets. We got several texts about it. What if Usman Garuba didn't want to come to the Mavericks? We have to do this every time. <laughs> One of these players can't believe the Mavericks passed on this guy. What if they didn't? What if he passed on them? That happens. Jay Crowder, like in 2019, remember that was the whole thing. Like, why did oh the Mavericks? God, I can't talk. Why did the Mavericks sign him? He didn't Terrence come to the, Ross. He didn't come to the Mavericks. It, it, it's on the player too to decide what they want to do. They don't have a ton of minutes or room for for him. It would be a, de, a developmental thing, and he just wouldn't get playing time. And so, that's one thing. The other thing is with Markeith Morris himself. He's a big wing. He's a vet. He's you know going to be the oldest player. Sell us on, sell us on this, Nick. He's going to be the oldest player on the on the Mavericks. He he's you know tight with Kyrie, and so you've got somebody in in Kyrie's age bracket now. Him and Seth Curry are kind of the only ones that are in that range. I guess in Dwight thirties. <laughs> I guess Dwight too. Right, that are in their thirties, um, and Maxi. But so I mean, so there you go. That's why they. That's why I guess they do it. They did need another vet on this team. So if you're gonna try to talk yourself into it, in that he's also the 15th man. I don't expect him to play too much. I mean, think about the wings that are above him right now. It's Grant Williams, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., Omax, Derek Jones Jr., maybe Dante Exum if you count him as a wing at times, and then Markeith. Like that. That's yeah. where I see him in the, in the and, pecking and that's, order. And in, in the the apron stuff for next year is kind of like your only calling card for it because i get it when some people are like all right cool well if you're you're, you're gonna do this for javel for another guy's not gonna play yeah. two guys that, two older guys who are not gonna play so you're basically just gonna eat money for five years to bring in another guy old guy you're not gonna play but it opens up some of the apron stuff of what you're talking about for next season so we'll see we'll see what they do at the spot too uh it was a little surprising like all right well it's not like you know marquee played last year and maybe it is the vet voice in the locker room. We've talked about them, you know, m- you know, maybe wanting more veteran voices in the locker room, all that stuff. It's kind of like the Haslam spot of, hey, you're not going to play. But, you know, he was on the you know team last year uh, for a little bit. So maybe, you know, he made some relationships and stuff on the roster that some of the young guys and stuff looked up to him a lot or whatever it is with that. So we'll see. But it's not guaranteed, like you said. So it's not the end of the world. I don't. I'm not, I don't really stress. I don't really care as much about like the $2 million over the next five years. Okay. It's not a lot. If it was 10, I'd care. Two don't really care as much, but we'll see what they do at the spot. Yeah. Markeith also had that really cryptic tweet early in the off season where he was like, Hey, it didn't end where, where we thought Mavericks fans, but now, you know, going forward, we'll be a lot better and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wait, you're not on the team next year. And now he is. So maybe he is there. Uh, April 11th, Dallas. I know the year ain't go how we wanted, but everything happens for a reason. First time in eight years. I haven't been to the playoffs coming back next year for everything. We didn't get see y'all soon. That was April 11th. And now August 22nd, he may be back with the Dallas Mavericks. So (laughs) coming up though, let's talk about why the Dallas Mavericks will be better. Let's talk about the, uh, why the Mavericks took a step forward. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Ibotta. It's officially summer. You can feel it if you're in Dallas outside. It'll be summer for a couple more weeks. That means new clothes. You got to get new stuff. School is is back in session. My wife has been back to teaching and in school. And they're real kids and they're there. And if you have those kids, like Isaac does, uh, you gotta buy. You gotta buy things for them. So now you can watch your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, from produce to personal care, pantry goods, and more things. So you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload a receipt. 
after you shop and you'll get cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns 120 per year. 120 bucks you just get back just for uploading a receipt. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners five bucks for just trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED. When you register, go to the App Store, Google Play, download the free Ibotta app, and use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store, and use the code LOCKED. JaVale McGee. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of this show, part of the Raccoon Squad. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, coming up this week, we'll probably talk about Steph, uh, Steph Curry's comments on Luka Doncic being the next one on the precipice, the precipice of all the accolades and everything. That's what Steph said. We'll probably talk about that's, that. Too. That's coming from the greatest point guard of all time, too. Disagree. I actually agree with him. I think he is. I don't think he is a point guard. <laughs> Oh, here we go. <laughs> Magic's the best. <laughs> I think LeBron's more of a point guard than Steph Curry is. Um, and so we'll do that, to, probably do that tomorrow. And then this weekend, we'll be covering FIBA. We'll have full episodes on Australia games. Josh Green looks like Josh Green's going to play. And then Slovenia, obviously, with Luca and all that. We'll have episodes on that this weekend, starting with FIBA group games. Let's go. I'm ready for some basketball again. Yes. All right. Yesterday, we did why the Mavericks will make will miss the playoffs, all the flaws and everything. Today, let's do why the Maverick, why we think the Mavericks are better. I'm going to start with the, the, the layup here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Layups. Luke, Shots are out of the rim? They'll be better at layups. Luka and Kyrie with an offseason. Yeah. Des- they desperately need that. They, they needed some time to, to get together. They needed some a training camp. They needed some time for the coaching staff to figure out a plan around those two. They needed some time just to... Have the just even have the idea and the concept in their heads to prepare for what it's going to be because no one apparently was ready for this. <laughs> no one was apparently ready for a Luca Kyrie Mavericks team, and hopefully they'll be ready for it this year. I need a good story written too of Luca and Kyrie set yeah. together on their way to Abu Dhabi, yeah, and you know played cards, yeah, you know talked it up, watched tape together. And just form, you know, it was that trip that they formed a bond. The, the Mavericks, coming back from Abu Dhabi, weren't supposed to, you know, reorganize until Tuesday. But on Sunday, Luca and Kyrie got all of the players that were in town together yeah. for a, you know, like a mini training camp slash pickup. And all, like, I'm ready for that. Yeah, Kyrie goes with Luca out in Madrid to <laughs> yeah. learn. Yeah. Yeah, I need I need that type of stuff to to, <laughs> to, a, to a special meditation place where both of them like found their centers and <laughs> they sage uh, the basketball court together. Uh, but but no, I mean I think it is a realistic thing. I mean, yeah. them you know we we see that everybody sees the record of them playing together, been very confident of like hey they <laughs> they are uh, I don't really want to remind people, uh, but you know just they're two they're two. Good of basketball minds are too talented to not figure that, you know, to not figure it out. So I think they will. And they I just think needed more than game. 16 games to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, right. <laughs> they did need more than that. Uh, I'll go with another layup okay. and say uh, some things you're so bad at, there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> this is, and this is, no, this is, the, this is the JaVale McGee clause, right? Like you, you can't, like the JaVale McGee fallacy. Okay. This is the JaVale McGee fallacy. Last year they were 30th in the league in rebounding. 
I think they're going to get a little bit better. How, Sway? How? I just think they're going to get a little bit better. <laughs> no, but you got to give me tangible <laughs> because I don't. I don't think they are getting better rebound unless Lively plays. At all? If Rashawn Holmes is starting level, then he'll be a little bit okay. better rebounder than Dwight. He's still not a great rebounder. Yeah. And you're adding Grant Williams, who has not been a great rebounder, but he's a big body. Maybe a fresher, more in shape Luca is a better rebound. Luca's still the best rebounder on that in that lineup. So I'm telling you, we're we are going to have a different starting center there before I said I said Rashawn Holmes. So that's the other one. If, if, it's, Christmas, if it's lively, have... I, if it's lively, I would believe you. No, we don't I, think he's going to play to start the season. We'll have a different starting center before Christmas. That's not on the roster. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. That's what, <laughs> that's what I, we can't say that and then not back it up. <laughs> that I just, I, I mean, that plays into the to the rebounding. I just don't think there's any way in the world that they're going to be one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. The they want to put a focus fallacy. on that. They've. Tr- they, they know they have to improve in that. I think a trade will happen. I also think they're going to put more of an emphasis on it next year. And, yeah, so there you go. They are also because, losing Chris. They're also losing Because Chris. rebounding matters. Wow. Can't believe it was really tough for you to admit that. I'm, re- I'm really proud of you for doing that. It's been good. They're, I love locked. <laughs> they're also losing Christian Wood, which he was one of their best rebounders last year. Not even lying. And yeah. – so that is going to hurt a little bit. Like you go from <laughs> from Christian Wood to like, you know, Tim Hart playing Tim Hardaway more, I guess. To to Seth, I guess you go from Christian Wood to Seth Curry as your bench scorer, Jaden Hardy. I love all these minimum guys right now. That's just waiting for the Dame trade to happen so they can just all go to Miami. There's a bunch. It, it's incredible. Christian Wood, Kelly Oubre. Uh, didn't T.J. Warren have a workout today with the Celtics? <laughs> yeah, I just feel like all those dudes are just waiting for the Dame trade, and then. It, Miami's going to sign like three dudes to minimums. Not a minimum guy. PJ Washington's still out there just hanging out. He should be in Dallas. I know. Anyway, all right, your turn. Just do the Tim for PJ Washington. That'd be great. Well, yeah. The Mavs would only play small ball five at that point because you, you got PJ Washington, Grant Williams, Maxi. Like you've got three of the best small ball fives in the NBA at that point. You would only awesome. play that. All right, I got an, I got another one. Uh, I think the Mavs guards are better than the start of last season. Okay, tell me more. You've got to start last season. Remember, it was Luca and Spencer Dinwiddie. You're like, okay, okay. Then it then it falls off a little bit. People forget about Frank to Frank Nilakina, Baku Kampazu, and then Jaden Hardy was in the G League. Those are your only guards to start the the season last year. Now at least you're starting with Luca and Kyrie. Huge step up from Dinwiddie. Yeah, Seth Curry. Huge step up from Frank Nilakina. Uh and Dante Exum is the actual step up from, from Nilakina. And Jaden Hardy is not in the G League. He's he's a formed like on the roster yeah. basketball player. And so that's who you're starting with. And I think your guard play is just gonna be so much better, at least to start the year. At the end of the season, this was pretty much, but even adding Seth Curry is a step up for this group. And Exum will be a step up for this group. Yeah. No, I agree I agree with you a lot. It's that bench unit of guards that there's so much uncertainty. I mean we were having to really think about how much Composu was going to play. So, yeah, we were no. like, we were, we were like considering like, oh, could he, could he come back? He's feisty. I was watching clips, and I was like, why, what? Do I? I found myself on Synergy just watching clips of Composu last year. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> he was gone within like a couple weeks. So, yeah. 
All right, coming up, a couple other reasons why we think the Mavericks will be better at take a step forward and make the playoffs next year. Let's talk about that coming up. JaVale McGee. All right, Isaac, let's keep talking about the reasons why the Dallas Mavericks will be better next season and make the playoffs. I think Luka and Kyrie with an offseason. The Mavs guards will be better. And you think rebounding. you think they'll be better at rebounding. And uh, I do. give me another reason. Uh, their free throw percentage last Ooh. year as a team, they were 23rd in the league in free throw percentage. And I think you're getting a, a full season of Kyrie, right? Yep. I mean, Kyrie is one of the best free throw shooters in the league, 89%. Who else are you adding to this team? Seth Curry. Seth Curry shoots around 86%. You're also adding Grant Williams, who shot 77% last year, but the year before that shot 90% from the free throw line. So I know, hey, when he says he's going to make both, he's probably going to miss them. <laughs> but uh, they did add some guys that are going to be in the rotation that are going to be playing, especially a Kyrie Irving, who shoots incredible you know, free throw percentage that uh, you know, you hope that Luka gets better at you know, shooting, you know, ups the percentage a little bit more. But I, I think they're not going to be – they were 23rd last year. I think they're going to be a top 20, or I'll say this. I think they're going to be in the top half of free throw percentage next year. Top top 15 free throw percentage team would be would be awesome for the Mavericks. That's a, that's a big yeah. one. Luka's free throw shooting in Slovenia prep games has not been encouraging. <laughs> He's been missing a bunch. Missing a bunch, and honestly, that's one of the reasons why they're losing games. <laughs> him and others are missing free throws for them. All right. I've done this a couple times. Another one of my reasons why I think the Mavs are better. I think the Grant Williams and Josh Green duo will be better than the Dorian-Reggie duo to start the season mm. next year. Interesting. I don't think they're as good defensively. Grant Williams and Dorian, maybe Josh Green and Reggie. Like I, you, could, you can compare them. The Australian national team coach, did you see what he said about Josh Green? No, I didn't. His defense, his on-ball defense is Delhi on steroids. I did see that. Yes, I did. That is that's high praise, and so yeah. And we know what Grant Williams is going to bring on that end. He can guard bigger guys, so you you just you're getting a little bit of a different look with Grant Williams than you are with Dorian. But on offense, these guys are going to bring such different stuff than what Dorian and Reggie brought. Dorian drive like three times a game. Grant Williams drive five times a game and played like ten less minutes <laughs> ten less minutes yeah. a game. Like he's going to put on the deck a couple more times. He's going to hit a higher percentage of his threes earlier in the season than Reggie Bullock did. You remember October, November, December of Reggie Bullock. Uh, Josh Green can put it on the deck. He's got a little bit of a floater. They run they run some pick and rolls with Josh Green sometimes as the ball handler. And so just for that reason, I think that duo is going to be better. And then I start looking at the rest of the wings. And I think that your wing rotation is much better to start this year than it was to start last year. You've got the two I just the two starters that I just mentioned. Tim Hardaway was also on the on team last year as a wing, and then Josh. Those are the only wings on on the team to start the year last year. This year you have Grant Williams and and Josh Green, Tim Hardaway still, Omax, Derek Jones Jr., maybe Exum, and then Markeith Morris now. Like just bringing in Omax and Derek Jones Jr. takes this group to another level because you have others. <laughs> like you don't just go, all right, if Dorian's out this game, we start Tim, and then all of a sudden just falls off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the Josh Josh's ability to put the ball on the floor and to actually like move more on offense and cut is gonna be such a unique 
thing for those for Kyrie and Luca to have because you know in Re- Reggie's a better shooter, but to have Reggie and Dorian in the corners and stuff. And to your point, like they're they're not really like driving guys. Reggie tried to get better at that. Dorian Dorian did get better at that. Yeah. Uh, but even when you look at some of the like uh, unassisted you know stats and stuff out there, like Reggie's near the you know Reggie's near the bottom of, of that list. All of his threes and, were, were assisted. Yeah. So you look at you you put. You know, you put Josh into that Reggie spot. Now you kind of have a third ball handler. Reggie's now a ball handler. Then you have an, an, you know, a more athletic guy in that spot that can cut to the basket and catch lobs. So it's not just the the shot. And honestly, dude, it, seeing some of the uh, Australian three-point shots from uh, from Josh Green. They're looking good, man. The form's looking a little smoother. And uh, so, Anyway, I, I think just that alone is going to make that wing dynamic just a, a, a little bit different and a little bit more fun. Yeah, I think I think their wing group is definitely better to start the season. I think it's maybe it's probably even better than it's definitely better than to end last season, right? I mean, yes, yeah. I I don't know if I'm like going to die on the hill of like, man, it's so much better because I still think that's where they need to improve because you're still banking a lot. And listen. I am, I have, I'm you find back. You, you find yourself in this spot several times. Listen. I'm kicked back on all of the property on Omax Island here. Um, have a lot of, a lot of investments on that, but I still think you got to be realistic too. And we can't automatically assume that he is prime PJ Tucker day one. <laughs> and to say, dude, we're so much better on, on the wing and our, our main guys off the bench is, is still Tim. And then it's Omax and, you know, however you feel about Derek Jones Jr., but he's still going to be one of the end of bench guys. Still, just having those two guys is better than not having those two guys or having those two guys be Justin Holiday and Markeith Morris. Yeah, so now we have Derek Jones Jr. and Markeith Morris. And Omax. <laughs> well, Omax is in the Josh spot. So it's kind of like a wash for me a little bit. I still think I think they're a little bit. Bad. I would throw Exum in. I would honestly throw Exum in there I put over him in there. I put over him in Derek there. Jones Jr. because I, I can see a world in which Exum plays more than Derek Jones Jr. and he's six six, so he's basically like a wing and stuff too. So um, they have bigger, better defenders all you know, like on the roster and filling out the roster. I'll say that and yeah, I got one more. Can I, oh, okay, I got hey, one. You go, I got you one go ahead. Two more yeah, two. go ahead. Uh, let me say this one. I think last year, when you look at catch and shoot shots for the Mavericks last year, and you look at a way that they can be better next year, um, is their unguarded catch and shoot shots. So last year on Synergy, looking at uh, the team guarded catch and shoot shots, they they hit it around a thirty six percent, which is pretty good, an excellent rating, eighty seventh percentile in the league. You switch that to the unguarded, so unguarded catch-and-shoot shots, they were in the 10th percentile. They shot at 37%, which isn't very good for unguarded you know, shots. So pretty pretty dang bad, and I think that's going to get better because Kyrie's a better outside shooter than Spencer Dinwiddie. You bring in a Seth Curry, who's literally one of the best three-point shooters of all time. Uh, Grant Williams is a great th- you know corner three-point shooter. So I, I think they're going to... I think that I would be shocked if the unguarded catch and shoot numbers stay the same for Dallas. I think that's going to get better. And having Hardy, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. may be better. Yeah, like, you you've just got so many options from three now. Yeah, their their three point shooting will definitely be better than at least to start the season last year because 
the start of the season last year, you had Dinwiddie, and then you go to Kyrie. That your your three point shooting is just. <laughs> and you have you have Reggie until January that hurts you. Also true. So yeah, their three point shooting is going to be amazing this season. Uh, and you do lose Davis Bertans, but hey, <laughs> oh, good three point shooter. My last one is like a is like a it could be. The centers could be better. You've got Dwight and Maxey, same as last year. And then your other centers last year were Christian Wood and JaVale McGee. Your centers this year are Rashawn Holmes and Derek Lively that are you know, outside, outside of Dwight and Maxey that are a given. There's a chance that Rashawn Holmes is better than, than Christian Wood. There's a chance that <laughs> Derek Lively is better than JaVale McGee. And for that chance, I'm going to, I'm going to look at it and go to the positive and say, if those guys are better, those guys bring what the Mavericks want, then the center rotation could be better than it was last year. Cause those are the only centers he played Dwight, Maxie, Christian Wood and JaVale. That was it. And JaVale barely played. Yeah. Those are your only centers you played. I, it's, it's tough for me on having a, like planning a flag on our centers are going to be better. Unless- well, I didn't, I didn't, pay, I didn't plan a flag. I just kind of like rolled up. I, I drove up to the to the to the curbside and I was like, you know what? I could stop here. Like I could you let Laker out. He took a little <laughs> poop there and it's like, all right. Pooped right in the front lawn and then <laughs> uh I got two smaller ones real quick. One, they're twenty ninth in the league last year in, in field goal attempts per game. Uh, do they get yeah, uh, you know, do they do they pick up the paces a little bit? Does having a full season of Kyrie um you know, even in the non-Luca minutes, non-Luca games, does that pick up the pace a little bit more? Do they generate more shots this year? We've seen in Slovenia games these these prep games. We've seen Luca kick ahead, like get a rebound and kick ahead to to guys that are streaking. And now the Mavs have athletes. Omax was a very good transition player in college last year. Derek Jones Jr. obviously a great transition. You got Seth Curry make get hit in transition threes, like him just go from three point line to three point line. You can have that option. Jaden Hardy maybe plays a little more. Josh Green obviously like you've got some more options than, than what they've had in the past where. Dorian, Reggie, like those guys aren't transition players. And so now you've got now you've got a couple more. And so maybe they look to do that with Luca and have him be the the outlet guy. Yeah, and, and honestly, that, that's my last one. And it's a biggie. Everybody talks about it's the low-hanging fruit. But if the Mavericks, if we're talking about five ways or however whatever number we put on that, the Mavericks will be better next year. Or if they make the play, one of the biggest things is going to be Luca's in better conditioning. Yeah. And you know, he, he looks like it. It feels like this offseason he's taken a step forward in that. If that continues and he comes into camp and he starts the season and he maintains that throughout the season, his, you know, conditioning and all of that, that will take this whole team to a whole whole new level and what they can do. So very excited for it. And it does I do think the Mavericks will be better. They they have to be better than thirty eight wins last year because there's yeah. just no way. There I could do the whole I, I did an episode a couple weeks i guess a week ago about all their clutch games and all like the mm-hmm. one reason why the mavericks will be better is because they lost 12 games by one to three points like hasn't happened in the last five years a team, team lose that many games so just by sheer luck and clutch they'll be better than last year so let us know in the comment section what do you think about the javel markeith morris swap what do you, how do you think the mavericks will be better let us know in the comment section guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps peace out boom